from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report, and greetings again from the Greenbrier in West Virginia as 2014 Saints Training Camp, presented by Verizon. It's in the full swing today with conditioning and physicals. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. John DeShazer alongside, as always, and uh, we're ready to go. Another great show planned for you today. Saints Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis is on the show for two segments, and we'll also catch up with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams on the program today. But it is a gorgeous, gorgeous day here in West Virginia. Uh, we had some rain and thunderstorms overnight, but the sun is out here late morning at the Greenbrier, and I guess uh, all is well in Saints land with the team finally here, John. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, now they really get down to business. Uh, this is the weather that uh, the Saints came here for. No humidity, high maybe in the low 80s, lows tonight at probably high 50s or so. So this is why they left New Orleans to be able to get more work done in better weather conditions uh, rather than the stifling heat, being able to work out in this kind of condition. So, you know, this is why they came. So let's get to it. The team arrived, what, yesterday about 4.30-ish local time, and uh, there was a, a kind of a mini parade that you had the best reference of all, the uh, the gold truck reference, and uh, those uh, Andy Griffith fans uh, will certainly appreciate that. But it was kind of cool to see youth football teams, uh, area businesses opening their doors, and a general uh, wave and a welcome from the folks here in West Virginia for the team. Well, we have to remember that in these parts, nothing like this has ever happened before. And I guess we take it for granted because we have an NFL team, and, and it really just kind of blows by us. But they've never had an NFL team in this city before. They've never had a practice facility, never had a reason for anything like this. So this is a huge deal here at the Greenbrier and, and in neighboring Lewisburg. So yeah, to see them come out was, was very encouraging for the Saints, obviously. We're going to find out how this grass holds up after all that rain because the conditioning drills will be take place here about 25 feet in front of us here, here after physicals are done this morning. When it comes to the, the conditioning test, if you will, um, was the tone set last year when Sean Payton returned from his absence? And uh, will we see, do you think, a similar CrossFit slash, um, let's say, um, I'm trying to find the right word here, uh, non-traditional conditioning test today? Oh, I absolutely believe that's going to be the case. And I, I think he did it as much for fitness as to break the monotony. I'm sure this is uh, catered to certain position groups. Obviously, you can't have obvious offensive linemen doing what the receivers do, but I think it's to break the monotony of what guys have grown accustomed to in terms of conditioning drills. Probably they were warned last year, look, we're going to be doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Probably got warnings again this year coming in because you can't really walk into these things blind if you're going to do any of this CrossFit stuff that will really take you out. So, you know, they got a good taste of it last year. They know what they expect for this year. I'd be shocked if anybody doesn't pass a conditioning drill. Yep, we'll see you here shortly uh, at the Greenbrier. Speaking of the grass, by the way, this is interesting. 
Uh, the Saints don't normally ever practice on grass like this. This is bluegrass on these fields. You can't grow it in New Orleans, but because of the cooler climate here in West Virginia, it does just fine. It has a little bit of a different look to it. And again, we'll see how it holds up. And I think that the staff here is anxious to see what 90 guys and cliques will do to it over the next couple of weeks as well. All right, as we mentioned, Pelicans head coach Monty Williams a bit later. And then coming up next, of course, two segments with General Manager Mickey Loomis here from Greenbrier after this. Motto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Our coverage continues here from Saints training camp at the Greenbrier. And we're pleased to have Vice President and General Manager of the New Orleans Saints, Mickey Loomis, with us on the program. As camp gets really underway today, and, and yesterday it was fun seeing the team arrive. Mickey here in White Sulphur Springs, conditioning tests today and whatnot. I'm, I'm curious as to now having you on the ground, what your impressions are at first of what this facility is like for your football team here at Greenbrier. Well, um... First of all, I think they did a spectacular job in, in uh, putting together this building and the fields that um, uh, we're going to have, the, the meeting rooms, just everything here is going to be perfect. Um, and so I'm pretty excited about, uh, about what I've seen so far. The, um, the weather, the altitude, all those things, how do they factor in at least the first couple of days of camp? Well, you know, I think this. You know, one of our goals was to get to some cooler weather, and clearly we've got that. Uh, um, I think that's going to have a, a, a good impact on our team, and, and it remains to be seen, you know, how that manifests itself. But um, you know, I, I like the idea of, of maybe being uh, 10 or 15 degrees cooler. It's, it's certainly more pleasant, that's for sure. When you think about today and what happens, you'll speak to the general media later on today, and, and the players will go through their physicals and whatnot. Does this day um, set the tone for a camp, at least in your experience? that first initial walk out on the field? Well, you know, I think this, the, the conditioning test is important to gauge, uh, you know, where your team is at physically. Uh, we were able to get the, the guys that reported early. Uh, you know, we had a conditioning test with those guys, and, and I think the results were pretty good. And so I'm expecting more of the same uh, when the balance of the veterans uh, do that conditioning test. But, you know, the rules are a little different now in, in terms of, you know, we don't really have two-a-days at this point. You know, it's a practice and, and basically a walk-through. We've got some non-padded days. So, you know, the, it's more of a transition period into uh, training camp than it used to be. And, and uh, look, I think that's a good thing. When you talk about transitioning into training camp, it really signals the end of one of your phases and one of your most important phases of the year, and that's building a roster. Um, does that give you anxiety as to what you'll see on the field during training camp, or are you pleased with how things went in the offseason? 
Yeah, you know, I, I don't have any anxiety over that. Um, you know, obviously, if you have an injury or, or something unexpected happens and, and you have to scramble around to, uh, uh, you know, replace a, a roster spot, you know, we've had to do that in the past. We're prepared to do that. And um, so that causes a little bit of angst. But, but other than that, look, we're, we're pleased with, uh, um, you know, the, the roster that we have here and, and excited to get started. Saints fans, of course, pleased to see Jimmy Graham back on the field for you this weekend. Uh, did the Jimmy Graham process, if you will, this offseason, I can't think of a better way to label it, but did it go kind of as you thought it would be, and, and how significant was it to get it all wrapped up and cleaned up before camp? Well, you know, obviously it's great to have, um, you know, that contract done and Jimmy under contract for the next four years. Um, you know, as far as the process, look, nothing surprises me. Uh, you know, when you've been around uh, uh, as long as I have, you, you've pretty much seen all of these contract uh, uh, situations play out before. So that, it doesn't surprise me. I wish we had been able to uh, get it done earlier, but we weren't. And, and uh, um, you know, I, I saw some report that said we're used to these deadline negotiations. I mean, I think we've only had two. <laughs> You know, we've, we've signed plenty of guys long before any deadline came through, so I don't know that that's a, a, a fair comment. Uh, I, and yet, you know, two of our high-profile guys here, uh, Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham, did go down to uh, the last minute, but, you know, that, that happens a lot. It's not unexpected. I'm just glad that it's behind us. And, and um, I, th I think both sides of those negotiations understand that it, it's a, you know, it's a process, a business process, and... and um, it's behind us. Speaking of things that you see or you read, it's always interesting to see or read what media and fans all think big storylines are going into a training camp. I really enjoyed our visit at the start of training camp last year when I asked you what you thought were kind of the key points or perhaps quote-unquote storylines going into camp. Some of them were similar and some of them were different. So I'll, I'll do the same thing I did last year and and kind of gauge where you are as far as what, what we could pencil in as far as things to watch during camp. Yeah, you know, I think uh, probably the number one thing would just be the you know, the battle for the center position. Um, you know, we've got we've got uh, uh, some good candidates there, and, and obviously we've got a familiar face in Jonathan Goodwin back with our team, um, and so and Tim Lolito, uh, you know, battling out for that spot. But we you know we've also got a rookie uh, there, Matt Armstrong, that that uh, we like what we've seen so far. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, we, we've got a good group of corners. Um, you know, obviously Keenan Lewis is, is established and, and uh, you know, Champ Bailey's um, resume speaks for itself, but, but we've got a, a, good, a good number of young corners that, that um, are talented, so that'll be interesting to see how that sorts itself out. Um, you know, these young receivers, Kenny Stills, Nick Toon, um, Brandon Cooks, that, that's going to be uh, um, exciting to watch, I think. I'm not uh, as concerned about who's starting, who's playing. They're all going to play. Um, they're all talented, and, and they all have, you know, what I think is a different skill set. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see how we uh, take advantage of those uh, those players. You know, that, that's what comes to mind immediately. Obviously, there'll be some other things, but but those are the things that come to mind immediately. Thanks, General Manager Mickey Loomis here with us on the Black and Blue Report. More from the Greenbrier in just a moment.
Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We continue with Mickey Loomis. Um, I read somewhere that this is the best roster that Sean Payton has had at his disposal since he arrived here. Um, you want to weigh in on that assessment at this point? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think of it in terms of that. Um, because look, it doesn't really do us any good that, you know, if you say you have the best roster, you don't. I mean, that's not winning or losing any games. You know, what, what we do on the field and how it all comes together as a team, that's what's most important. And so, you know, I, I don't even think about that, to be honest with you. It's interesting when I talk to Monty Williams on the basketball side, there's always that, that right mix of guys that play toward a certain coach's style and coach working toward what players he has on his roster. How does that translate to what you and Coach Payton do on the football side here? Well, I, th I think this, one of um, Sean's greatest strengths is to be able to assess and understand um, what every player is capable of doing and then being able to take advantage of that. So, you know, he, all, he does a great job, and our offensive and defensive coaches do a great job of uh, putting players in a position to be successful and, and, and not trying to put, yeah, you know, square pegs in round holes, so to speak. And ask them to do things that that yeah, you know maybe is not a strength for them. So, look, you know we're in the business of acquiring the best players we can, um, players that can help us win. And um, yes, we have things that we're looking for that fit what we're looking for. But but um, but again, you know I think our coaches do a great job of taking advantage of the skill sets that they have. As long as we have that identified. What their strengths, uh, uh, what their strengths are. You mentioned in our last segment the kind of the principles, the names that that most folks know about with regard to the current roster. Are there guys on this roster that that in your eyes have a legitimate chance of being that next Kyrie or somebody who kind of finds a way through camp or through your offseason process to make an NFL roster, specifically this one? Yeah, I, and actually, I'm not going to name any individuals, but I do think that we've got a, a number of young. Um, unknowns um, on a roster that, that have a chance that have flashed some things. But, you, you know, you, you really can't see that. Uh, and it doesn't manifest itself until you, know, you have the pads on and, and, and you're hitting in practice and, and then, of course, the preseason games. But uh, I do think that we have some young guys that are going to surprise uh, surprise our, you know, our people. Mickey, last thing I want to ask you about is, is continuity amongst staff. You know, last, last year we had the – the storyline of the return and 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 uh, Rob Ryan and everything else, 
is that a part of the, if you were to compare and contrast last year's camp to this year's camp, is there that steadiness now um, that perhaps we had to talk about in a different way last year? Yeah, you know, look, last year was unique because of the, the situation with Sean in his return. And look, each year, you know, a third of our roster is turning over. And so even for him, there was a lot of new faces. Um, so I, I do think this continuity uh, amongst your players, your staff, is important. It's a it's a commodity that's hard to come by in professional sports, and yet, uh, you know, so it's really valuable to have continuity and stability. And and certainly this year, it feels like we have more of that. Now we did have some turnover with some veteran players that had been with us for a long time and were great, um, you know, great players for us. It contributed to you know a lot of a lot of our success, and and uh, you know we'll miss those guys. But again, I think we've got some young players that are um, you know, ready and able to, to step into the, and fill those shoes. All the best. Here's to a great camp. Thank you. Thank you. Mickey Loomis with us here on the Black and Blue Report. We'll turn our attention to the NBA in just a moment. And Pelicans head coach Monty Williams will be with us from Studio B in New Orleans right after this. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Chicks dig the long ball. Gordon, right of the key, crossover dribble to the top of the key, shoots off the glass and in. He was fouled, and it's a possible three-point play. Now, back to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We're very, very pleased to have the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans and a member of the Team USA coaching staff, Monty Williams, of course, with us in Studio B in New Orleans as we uh, continue our coverage here from the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Coach, good morning. Happy, uh, happy Thursday and happy eve of Team USA camp to you. Thanks, Sean. I'm uh, looking forward to it. I know you guys are having a good time in West Virginia. Nice cool temps up there in the mountains and uh, about to check out some good football. And we're here getting ready for, uh, always getting ready for the season, but right now uh, getting ready for uh, Team USA and really looking forward to all that. Coach, when you look at what lies ahead for Team USA, and I guess we can start there, um, tell us about what the next couple of weeks will look like for that program as you are ultimately getting ready for, I guess, September overseas. Well, I only know from looking at the calendar because I've never done anything like this. Uh, I, I played in it in college, but that was from a totally different perspective. Um, we've spent the last few weeks, myself, Coach K, and Tibbs and 
Coach Beheim uh, and Mr. Colangelo having conference calls about um, logistics and lately we've had a lot of conversations about schemes and what we want to do and, and how Coach wants to run his his team. And, um, you know, my goal is to try to figure out what he's doing and, and make sure the players know it and um, try to make his job as easy as I can. And, um, you know, that, that's been uh, my preparation the last few weeks. And um, we'll get there this Saturday and get ready for all of the players coming in, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Coach, over the last couple of weeks, you've also been watching the Pelicans uh, use the, the summer as a part of the summer league process. When you think back now on, on what happened in Las Vegas, what, what are your big takeaways about that group and what they were able to do in the summer league? Well, they got a, a ton of valuable experience, and, and that's what summer league should be about. When you think about Jeff and um, Russ and Patrick, um, you know, summer league is for those guys to get in an NBA setting, um, not just from a playing standpoint, but they get a couple of weeks to uh, understand who we are, especially Russ and Patrick, you know, how we practice, some of our terminologies, things of that nature that are going to help them when they get back here in late August to understand, you know, how to go forward. Um, we had some moments of really good play and we had some moments of play where we, we know we have a lot to teach and a lot to, to uh, impart to our young guys so they can get better. But we're pleased with uh, their progress so far. Um, we do have a, an extensive summer program uh, it starts way back in in June, and um, we had a lot of guys, of our guys, who were involved in it this summer, and uh, we're looking for great results from all that. Coach, did, did Russ and Patrick kind of play as you thought they might, or did they show you something else um, in those game situations? No, they played like I thought they would. You know, after watching film on both of those guys, um, you know, Russ is a bit of a renegade, you know, there are times where he looks like, you know, nobody can stop him from getting into the paint. Um, at times he can score the ball. Uh, he pressures the ball um, like not many guys can do in the NBA. And, and then there are times where, you know, he makes mistakes that, you know, if you just showed him the importance of the ball, the value of the ball, you know, he might not have a couple of the turnovers that he had. Sometimes he played in traffic. And you have to teach college guys um, through film study and experience, it's going to be a lot tougher to, to make some of those plays against NBA caliber players. And Patrick, um, I expected what I saw from him. He's tough, rebounded the ball. Um, he's got an edge about him. Um, you know, I, he didn't surprise me at all. What, if, if he did surprise me in anything, it was his leadership. I uh, didn't realize that, you know, he would have – the fortitude to step right on an NBA floor and, and, and say the things to his teammates and other players uh, the way he did out in Vegas. That's impressive. Monty Williams here with us on the Black and Blue Report. Coach, you and I have not talked uh, since uh, Omer Ashik was officially introduced as a, as a Pelican. Uh, I'm curious as to, to what you like about his place in, in your franchise and your team structure right now. Well, f first thing is it's it's really nice that I don't have to talk to you as much, 
Secondly, <laughs> did I say that out loud? That kind of came yeah, off. That's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can we can cut that out. Yeah. No. Brain gas. Call it what you want. Um, Omer is just a guy that we've coveted here for a while. Um, you know, I liked him in Chicago. I didn't even know who he was because I didn't check out the the Europe scene or the overseas uh, basketball like our scouts do and and. Um, a lot of other people do because I'm so focused on the season. And yet, the first time I saw him in Chicago, I was like, wow, this guy is, you know, he's a defensive-minded, big. Um, the first thing you notice about him is that he is big. I mean, he, he's a man, and he's put together. And I, I just like his attitude um, in our conversation on the phone and different things that he said about um, our team and, my coaching style, um, I, I've liked all of it. I mean, he likes you know, the fact that we value the ball, we value defense, and um, he's a guy that could very well be um, one of the best, if not the best, defensive big in the NBA. Um, he may not block the shots like Dwight may block them or Anthony block shots, but he just understands how to play defense, and I think he's going to help us um, in a number of ways, but defensively for sure. That leads me to the next thing I wanted to ask you about, and that's this. We had a conversation back in the spring, and I know you don't like talking a whole lot, but <laughs> we, had, we had a conversation back in the spring, and, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but, but you had said maybe, maybe the next step in our program is filling out our roster with more guys who kind of play to, to who I am or my style, yeah. and, and that might be the next step in the, in the, in the deal. Um, do you feel like in this offseason, whether it be regard to Ashik or, or the young guys coming in or the other pieces, are you moving more toward that direction, Coach, as, as far as having that, that, that feeling on your roster? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, Ashik is somebody that fits. Um, it's not so much my style. It's just what I feel like you need to win in the NBA. You know, I think you need – guys on your team who have a defensive aptitude um, you know and that doesn't mean the guys we we had before Omer didn't have that we just had a lot of young guys and with all the injuries it was hard to to figure out what you had but you're right in that um, getting Omer getting Drew um, those were acquisitions that uh, fit what we've been trying to do here since we lost Chris Paul and David West and Emeka Okafor, we felt like we needed to try to recapture that aspect of our team. And, you know, we didn't want to do anything to to hamstring us going forward, but um, we felt like we needed to, to start to move back in that direction. And, you know, getting guys like Ryan and Tyreek, those were necessary moves. Uh, because you have to be able to score the ball, and that doesn't mean Brian and Tyreek don't like to play defense. But, you know, truth be told, what they do well is score the ball and stretch the floor and, and af- affect, the way, affect the game in a different way. And I think, you know, moving forward, uh, we're getting to the point where we, we're, we're trying to put together a complete team, and that's something that I think is going to help us um, make a, a great – improvement this season do you find yourself um, I'm trying to trying to say this properly 
because you're, you're a bit of a measured optimist, but, and you've always had a positive outlook on things, but if you were to look ahead here to when you get your guys back in September and then officially start camp in October, whether it be a return to health for most of the roster or the new pieces, is, is this as good as it's been as far as you're maybe the way you feel in the off season? Yeah, I think so. Um, mostly because we have a few guys that have been with us for a couple of years. Um, you know, Tyreek's going to have another camp. Uh, he's been with us for a year. Ryan uh, is going on his third year, even though he had um, a setback last year. He can, he knows what we what we expect. Uh, but more importantly, Anthony Davis is a guy that. You know, he continues to improve. Uh, this will be his third year. We all know that he is the guy, and yet we have some guys who are right behind him as far as experience and, and how they are viewed in the NBA. And so you couple that with uh, Russ, and and uh, we got some X-Factor guys that uh, could have a, a huge impact on our team and Jimmer and, and John Salmons. Um, I just feel like this is uh, a really good time for the organization. And, you know, you know, <laughs> like all of our fans, we've been through a lot. And it's it's good to have this feeling going into the season. Um, I, I just feel like we we have the pieces, the people, to make a vast improvement this season. Before I let you go, and it may not be a question that you can even answer at this moment, but the small forward position that, that I think has been talked about a lot. Uh, yeah. Do you do you have an answer there, or is that still to be determined? Well, it's something that um, do we have a prototype small forward? No, but I think um, I have um, to be able to make some adjustments at that position. Uh, I'm not going to reveal what I'm going to do <laughs> just yet, but um, I do feel like we, we have – the people around uh, on our team that can allow me to maybe play a bit differently than other teams, but because of our defensive moves that we've made, and especially getting Drew back, uh, it might not be your prototype lineup that you see out there from time to time, but I think it's going to be an effective lineup just because of who we have on our front line and the experience that we have and our pace of play um, is something that we feel like it's gotten better over the last couple of years, and I think we're going to be even better this year. And it always starts on the defensive end. So, you know, we don't have, you know, a prototype small forward, but, you know, nobody has a perfect team. You have to, you know, make the most of what you have, and we have some really good guys, and that, that's something that I'm looking forward to. So am I, Coach. I'm really excited. I can't wait to see what you're going to show us in October and then in, into November. And, and I want to wish you all the best with Team USA. That is, yeah, thank we're you. so honored to have you on that staff, and uh, and I wish you all the best. Sean, I appreciate it, and um, I'm looking forward to um, this summer and this upcoming season. But for sure, uh, with Team USA representing my family and um, this organization and the city of New Orleans, it's it's an honor and. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to getting better as a coach and learning new things. I've already learned a ton just being around those guys. And so, um, as we always say, we, we want to make our fans and make the city proud. And being on Team USA, is a, to me, it's a part of that process.
Head coach Monty Williams with us here on the Black and Blue Report. More from West Virginia right after this. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition, and Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. We're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Sean and John back here on the Black and Blue Report. By the way, I failed to mention this yesterday, but it is up and running now. There is a new social media landing page on NewOrleansSaints.com. We'll be posting the best content from Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram that uses the hashtag Saints. Of course, we want to sift through all the uh, social media clutter for you and highlight the very best posts uh, coming through now about the New Orleans Saints. It's your one-stop shop for Saints social posts. Now not available on the app yet, but you'll get it on your desktop as we evolve that plan too. Again, that's at NewOrleansSaints.com. We're about ready to wrap up the show today. Interesting stuff from Mickey Loomis today, uh, Imani Williams too. Uh, Mickey John and uh, head coach Sean Payton will address the uh, general media, I guess, later today. That's always a little bit of a dance, isn't it? Watching those two in front of the media at the start of a camp where there really are no answers at this point <laughs> exactly you you know they're not going to say anything and people's trying to drag it out of them and unless it's blatantly obvious and has already been publicized they're probably not going to address a whole lot of things this this will be their first time i believe publicly um as as a group speaking about jimmy graham rejoining the team with this new contract and those kinds of things but other than that you know people it's, it's a fishing expedition that generally comes up empty you follow john on twitter of course throughout camp at john DeShazer. Or you can follow myself, at Sean Kelly Live. And don't forget the Twitter handle for this program, at Black Blue Report. Do we tell them the moonshine story today, or are we going to hold off on that again? Are we just going to keep pushing it down the road? We're going to push that completely off, because I think that's illegal stuff, so we don't know anything about any, any of that kind of thing. Okay. But it'd be fun to just kind of tease them with every day, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for us here from the Greenbrier here on the Black and Blue Report. Don't forget, ongoing coverage at NewOrleansSaints.com. And, of course, Keep that Saints app open on your mobile device as uh, you'll see continuous feeds uh, with regards to interviews, uh, reports from John, and a whole lot more here from Training Camp 2014 presented by Verizon. For John, I'm Sean, and for Daniel Salerson, too, back in Studio B in New Orleans. We'll say have a great rest of your Thursday and so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.